0: What are the biggest privacy and security challenges facing the healthcare sector? And what are some of the biggest frustrations right now for healthcare CISOs who are dealing with those challenges? I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Mark Dill, who recently transitioned into a new job as a principal consultant at consulting firm TW Security. Before joining TW Security in November, Mark had spent 26 years at the Cleveland Clinic the last 15 as Director of Information Security. Mark will describe for us why he decided to make this recent career transition and share some of his observations about the privacy and security challenges facing the healthcare sector and healthcare CISOs. Now, to begin with, first, congratulations on your new position at TW Security. And why did you decide now was the time to leave the Cleveland Clinic to make this new move into consulting?
1: Well, at Cleveland Clinic... My accomplishments and the accomplishments of my team were really numerous and significant. A debt of gratitude to the clinic's leadership for affording me the opportunity to grow as a security professional and as a person over the past 15 years. I was able to affect information security at the top of healthcare, and now I've chosen to pivot and apply my talents and skills for the rest of healthcare: hospitals, clinics, providers, practices, business associates of all sizes across the country. You know, it's not so much about why I left the clinic as it is why I landed at TW. Now, I was fortunate to be able to achieve a major milestone called retirement while doing the things that I love to do. Finishing what I start and perseverance are two of my positive traits, but uh, I'm not ready for real retirement. I've got 15 good years left in me and in the career. Now, the lure of consulting and Tom's ability to pique my entrepreneurial spirit were really core to this decision. Uh, The work style was desirable as well. You know, the cycle time for feedback, positive feedback about a job well done is pretty exciting. It was in my prior role and continues to be. I'd say it's addictive. Now, I want to continue to make my mark, so to speak, in healthcare information security with the choices I make over the next 15 years as I complete my career. TW Security is a small but fast-growing consultancy, and in the eyes of many, I think they're a dominant force, in healthcare security, especially with smaller to mid-sized providers. There, I not only get to consult with a a diverse portfolio of hospitals and clients, but I'm jointly responsible for developing new lines of service, the consulting toolkit for those service lines, mastering the delivery uh, to existing and new customers, and finally teaching those to new consultants that come on board as part of TW's growth strategy. I think that uh, I'm at the new and exciting beginning for something big, the ground floor, if you will, for TW's impact and growth over the next decade. It's important to know also that I've known Tom Walsh for more than a decade. Tom is a master at taking some complex processes, simplifying them to the point where any good security pro could implement them and sell them to the board. Most people think that the clinic strategy and tactics delivery must be ultra-complex. And for some parts of the program, it was uniquely complex, but I've also been implementing a lot of TW's approach to managing the security program and for more than a decade, and that approach has been one of the secrets to my success. It also doesn't hurt that uh, Keith Frickey is a principal consultant for TW as well. Keith worked for me at Cleveland Clinic for many years before he became the CISO of Mercy and Catholic Health Partners, the other dominant health system in Ohio.
0: So now, Mark, as you work with Clients in the healthcare sector, what are some of the biggest privacy and security challenges that you see these organizations and their business associates facing right now?
1: Yeah, I see challenges both for providers and business associates. On the compliance side, you know, HIPAA was written a long time ago still being perceived as somewhat ambiguous, it's technology neutral. From a compliance perspective, I see clients who are still struggling with the interpretation and how to right-size their program in an affordable way. Meaningful use from that perspective and as providers move from stage one to stage two compliance I see the same struggle. Uh, What's due, by when, with what level of detail and in what format. Providers need to be confident in their attestation while being capable of sustaining an audit. Payment card industry compliance is also a challenge. Even though it's extremely prescriptive, how you achieve the prescriptive state is what I sense that smaller providers are going to struggle with. You know, How do you make business decisions first to limit what's in scope from a technology perspective and for that which is left, what combination of controls, at what level of control effectiveness, and what degree of demonstrable progress to your merchant bank is necessary to pursue compliance and then finally achieve it. I see providers still challenged with coming up with effective risk mitigation strategy. It's difficult and expensive to execute, especially inside a business sector where margins are low. I think that's one of the frustrations, and at the same time, key to success if you can master it. So prioritization between pure security initiatives and how to balance that with compliance objectives is key to success, and being able to develop a roadmap that's in lockstep with a risk analysis that's going to address the emerging threats all within the confines of a budget. Then when you shift over to look at business associates, you know, they're all willing to sign the contract, but do they realize what they've agreed to? Providers don't always have the tools to vet out these business associate security posture challenges, and so are they really aware of the risks that their business associates, you know, might be uh, subjecting them to? I'm seeing evidence that risk analysis may not be accurate and thorough. Policies sometimes are non-existent, they're not reasonable, they're not very reflective of actual practices. You know, from an awareness perspective, what's top of mind? for the business associates' workforce? Is what they're being taught good enough to actually change their behavior and affect their security profile? Who's been appointed as the information security official? Is that same person the privacy official? These are all questions that providers ought to be asking of their business associates, and I I don't see evidence that that always exists. And then they still have to comply with reasonable administrative, technical, and physical controls. They question a lot which ones, which have greater value. You know, I've always been on the other side of the fence the assessor of business associates profile. Now I can help the other side, the business associates, learn what's necessary. It makes me uniquely qualified to assist them with that. You know, make sure that the provider risk is minimized and that the trust that exists with the signature on the contract is actually justified. If I can add value there, then I'm excited about the difference that I can make. I think that from what I've seen so far, some of the business associates get it right or mostly right and others are completely unaware and they definitely need some guidance. If they don't get it right, They'll continue to be the cause of an unacceptable amount of the named breaches. And when they do get it right, you know, as a result of my effort, then I feel a, a great sense of value.
0: So now Mark, as you deal with healthcare entities and, you know, just coming out of the Cleveland Clinic yourself and dealing with other security leaders perhaps in your organization or talking to CISOs from other organizations, what do you think some of the biggest job frustrations are right now for CISOs in the healthcare sector and other info? security leaders, for that matter, privacy leaders in the healthcare sector, when it comes to tackling those challenges that you were just talking about?
1: Well, I definitely have some elements of of the keys to my success that I'm happy to share. Some of them are easier to achieve than, than others, but being patient, persistent, and perceived as being practical, operating within the cultural boundaries that exist within an organization is key. You know, I've always strived to mature an organization, and that takes time. Technically, um, there's a lot of controls, but I focus on the SANS top 20. There are other controls that are important, but until you master those on the security profile side, that's definitely important. And you have to mix in compliance obligations, which tend to be more administrative in nature. You have to submit plans that are aligned with the business objectives, that definitely demonstrate where you're going to comply, and that everything you ask for aligns with either a legacy threat that you haven't dealt with Or an emerging threat. What's the root cause of other people's breaches? And willingness to ask yourself, am I subject to that same thing? Plans need to be enterprise-wide, not just at one location. And hospitals that are going through an acquisition phase are going to be challenged with that because they're going to inherit the next acquisition's strengths and weaknesses that has to be dealt with. Having a program that's third-party attested. Uh, relying on trusted partners, whether it's consulting or auditors, you know, outsourcing, pen testing, vulnerability assessment, that's all part of it. I think that CISOs also are being asked a new set of questions from the board about cyber preparedness. They're going to want to know what's most likely to happen to them given an organization's particular strengths and weaknesses, and most important, what are they going to do about it. I think that knowing the enemy and what they're after and why, knowing where the jewels in each organization's kingdom are and how to protect them first and best, you know, that's the priority. I think that when you become the kind of communicator that allows you to connect the dots between everything you're asking for back to its expected value and holding leaders, technicians, and projects accountable for actually achieving that goal is something that I've seen in my past role. I don't know that it exists everywhere, but uh, I think that's important. There's no substitute for a strong relationship with all the business IT institutes. Uh, i found that they can help you stand up initiatives and sell them. You know, it's another voice at the table. I think that when you can always articulate the value of your program in unexpected ways or its contributions is important. And if something ceases to add value, whether it's a talent or process that's not working or an old tool, you need to make tough choices and cut it out and free up opportunities to afford new things. Something that I've seen work at the clinic that I'd recommend, too, is considering a dyad approach to leadership. It's where you partner a senior IT leader with a physician leader, and the results uh, add a whole new dimension to the team dynamic. You add a new evangelist toward uh, security and privacy initiatives. It's a great great way to move forward. I think that surrounding yourself with talent is always, you know, standard business practice, but some new talents that I've seen that become extremely useful are the views and perspectives that come out of Lean Business and Six Sigma, Being able to distill complex problems into business views that make sense for the C-layer help justify some of the things you're asking for. So a little more analytics involved in the CISO role. Developing great consulting skills on the inside. Make a difference between being asked to be a pair of hands and just execute a task versus being a trusted partner where people want to know how security and privacy can enable their business to do things safely. That's been successful for me. Learning how to become budget lean looking for ways to extract positive variances. and Instead of just asking for new tools, yes, we're going to ask for new tools and processes and talent, but being able to give something back by eliminating a tool or a feature that you're paying maintenance on that you no longer need, those become opportunities to ask for something, but I'm also giving something back. Challenge of becoming resilient, challenging your own status quo, letting the results of new proofs of concept Decide what the the delta is between what a new process or tool can do versus your existing. How much risk is being left on the table by not upgrading something? You use that in your justification. It it makes sense. And then there's the, the difficult conversation to have about outsourcing. I think security needs to better consider where there are opportunities to outsource rather than insource. Anywhere there's high volume, low complexity, or where talent is easier to find in the marketplace, total lower cost, you can achieve a better objective. It may cost a little extra money, but the outcome might be better. We need to consider those things. And finally, communicate in the language of the business, being able to articulate in simple ways what each improvement you're asking for is going to do to change your capability. It displays a roadmap that makes sense, current state, future state, in a way that makes sense to leadership so that you get buy-in.
0: Any advice to healthcare information security professionals who might have ambitions of eventually becoming the CISO within their organization? What should they be most focused on if you were to pick one bit of advice for them?
1: Balance your asks between initiatives that will drive forward your security posture while keeping a close eye on increased reimbursement rates and surviving an audit. You have to not only implement technology, but you need to develop the book of evidence that gets left behind so that you survive the audit that will be driven by the regulators.
0: Finally, Mark, any predictions for 2016? Any new cybersecurity issues that you think will emerge next year for the healthcare sector to deal with that we maybe haven't seen much of before?
1: Well, I've talked about being resilient before. Another characteristic is paying attention to the root causes of other people's breaches, and challenging your own status quo about what you might be vulnerable to. If you take it back to the next level, 80% of some of the larger breaches last year were compromised user credentials. So you ought to be looking at the ways that that can be used against you on the inside. Oftentimes, they're harvested as a result of a phishing attack, and so you start connecting the dots. Are you vulnerable to phishing? If you are, then you should be looking at, first of all, potential tools that can do a better job, but some of the zero-day things get past the tools. So you're past the preventive, and now you need to be looking at detective and corrective-type controls. So I'm seeing a shift in investment from away from protective and into detective-type things. Awareness. How do you reduce the click rate of your workforce? That's a challenge. If, if you test it and decide that 7 out of 10 people click, that's a bad answer. I don't think a perfect answer is available, but uh, you should be striving to make the workforce aware. Some leading organizations are acquiring tools that if somebody clicks on what they shouldn't have, they are immediately taken to an awareness that advises them what they did wrong. Worse, if they click on the attachment, then now compromise uh, could occur, and they're taken to a different kind of awareness. So it's a layered approach. It's looking at tools. It's looking at process and awareness. And then finally, detective kind of controls. If somebody does click, what's your incident response plan? All those things need to roll together for an effective strategy. I think that 2015 were billed as the, the year of the healthcare breach. I think we're going to see more of that. Aligning your program to address the emerging threat is, is important.
0: Thanks, Mark. I've been speaking to Mark Dill. I'm Marianne Kolbusek mcgee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.